Father, we just thank you. We praise you, Father. We worship you. We are, we just give you glory this evening, O oh Lord. We, we pray, Father, that Lord, even as we meditate upon your word, pray, Father, that Lord, you would speak to our hearts. You are a good God. Your mercy endures forever. Lord, where else can we go? You and you alone have the words of life. Therefore, we come to you. Like Peter said, Lord, we come to you. Pray, Father, that, Lord, you would speak to us life this evening. The Rima word, the word which quickens us, the word which empowers us to obey, the word which is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, the discerner of thoughts and the intents of our heart, which is able to make us naked before thee. Father, we pray, Father, that the same word will quicken us this evening. And I pray, Father, that it will examine our hearts and bring healing even as we accept the truth into our lives. Because you said, O Lord, in your word, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. Pray, Father, that you would set us free a little more this evening. We thank you. We praise you. Anoint us to speak, to hear, and to obey. In Jesus' name, Amen. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 13. For as many as are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 or 9 and 10. I has not seen nor ear has heard what, what God has prepared for those who love Him, but God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6. It is a Spirit. It is God who has made us what? Competent ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit for the letter kills, but the Spirit brings life. That was the essence of uh, last Sunday's teaching and I would really encourage you to uh, go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it and listen to it maybe once more, once again or at least more than that until it becomes a part of you. So this today we'll look at, um, we'll look at, we looked at one character in the Bible, of course, uh, uh, Pastor was using the example of Lot being a righteous man. It says, you, you know, it's in Second Peter chapter 2 verses 7 to 8, you'll see that. But he rescued righteous Lot, who tormented his righteous soul, right? And he uses the word uh, righteous in conjunction with Lot three times. So scripture says that Lot was a righteous man, and something which is mentioned three times, uh, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, everything is established. So three times it's mentioned that Lot is righteous, but we don't want to live the way Lot lived. We want to live the way Abraham lived, because we are not sons of Lot, we are sons of Abraham, like who? Like Isaac, as Galatians would say. So we are, we like Isaac are the sons of promise, and therefore there is a different lifestyle that God has ordained for every one of us, a lifestyle which comes from hearing by faith. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law, or the hearing of faith, or hearing which comes from faith? So today, as we sang, no, I, uh, it's by the Spirit, is, is, uh, Peter was praying, no? Uh, it's not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. So look, look at, let us look at um, the life of Abraham a little more in detail today and to see what is the essence 
if you will, to position ourselves to be a set of people who will hear from God, like the way Abraham did, continuously. See, Abraham's life was continuously characterized by hearing. It says in uh, in Genesis chapter 15, and the word of the Lord came to Abraham. Okay, Abraham heard, not just once to offer Isaac on the altar again, Abraham heard not to offer also. So Abraham's life was characterized by a continuous process of hearing. And that is essentially what led him to a life of faith, which is essentially a walk by faith and not walk by sight, and a walk of the spirit and just not living in the spirit. So we have to have this life of Abraham, the life of Abraham, the life of continuous hearing. So we'll just trace which, uh, I mean, this this class is essentially um, a class which reminds us of a lot of things that we have heard and over the years, but to strengthen us once again, to put, to bring us to remembrance all the things that we have heard so that we continuously hear from God. We need to continuously hear from God. We, it's not, it's, 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 it's uh, impossible for us to live on yesterday's anointing, like we heard on about manna. Manna is fresh every day. Yeah? Manna is fresh every day and if you keep it for the next day, it will stink. So you can't uh, depend upon yesterday's manna for today. Today you need to have a fresh revelation from God. And how did how do you uh, receive the manna? You're, you wait for the morning and the manna falls like dew. And what do you do with that? You wait till the dew goes off and it becomes what? Coriander. You don't directly eat it. So what do you do with it? You grind it and then what do you do? You put some salt and you put some oil and then you make some nice dough and then you make some nice, uh, what do you cake, cakes and then put it in the oven, both sides, bake it on both sides and then you consume it. Okay, so there's a lot of process involved in uh, picking up that manna and you f- that could be a very nice baked cake but if you leave that baked cake for the next day, <laughs> it'll have maggots. Okay, so dough, I mean, that, that's what uh, Emmanuel likes, dough. Okay, she hides dough in her, in her different, different toys, right? And my mother says, Baba, don't leave the dough like that. It'll start breeding what? Maggots. That's exactly what manna is. Manna, if you don't have something fresh from God every day, the next day, it's something of God which has to be fresh. And that's exactly what Abraham's life was characterized by. Characterized by a life of fresh hearing from God and a fresh direction from God and a fresh walk with God every day of his life. That is essentially what it is. Righteousness by faith. And the, and the, and the power of the gospel is, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for in it the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness which is from faith to faith from first to last as it is written. The just shall live by faith. So we walk by faith and not by sight. So we'll just trace, I mean we've heard this several times, we'll just trace certain characteristics of Abraham. We'll see where he started. Okay, where did he start? It's not in Genesis chapter 12. It starts in the New Testament, ironically. (laughs) So let's see, go to Acts chapter 7, verses 2 and 3. It's a very interesting introduction uh, to Abraham's life of faith. The introduction to Abraham's, how does Abraham's journey begin? How does Abraham, and, and by the way, your beginning determines your end. How you came to the Lord is so very important. Okay. The seed is very important, right? Every tree after its kind. Hmm. Okay. 
So we are born again by not by perishable seed, but by the imperishable, the living and abiding word of God. So very, very important. What was the seed that was sown into your life? So essentially, how did you come to the Lord is so important. Don't ever discredit that. Itla manam, Prabhu ke itla nalpincha baddamu, mottamadal sari, anadhi chala pramukhya mana visham, kielaka mana visham adhi. It's a very, very important thing for us to know, for us to really, really know how I began my, my journey of faith. Let's go to Acts chapter 7 verses 2 and 3. Plus, somebody can read it please, if you will. Yes. And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. Okay, stop there. So what, what is it? What is, what did he, what did he tell? Who appeared to Abraham? The God of glory. What an interesting introduction of the attribute of God. Who appeared to Abraham? No, I was, this is a very interesting phrase, by the way. I was looking at, uh, looking at the phrase God of glory in the entire Bible. Where does this phrase God of glory appear? Mahimagala Devudu is a phrase in Telugu. Mahimagala Devudu Abrahamaku Pratyakshamai is what it says in Telugu. What is this? Who is this Mahima? Who is this God of glory? What therefore did Abraham see? What of God did appear to Abraham that caused him to take this drastic step of leaving his father and his mother and his kindred and his land to... I mean, think about it, no? Uh, God, if I say God appeared to me tomorrow, I'm leaving this country and I'm leaving Hyderabad and I'm going to uh, Uttar Pradesh and I'm going to be a minister. I'm taking such a drastic step in my life. What appeared to me that caused me to change my total course of life? What I was, I'm happily enjoying my life in Haran, sorry, in, 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 in Mesopotamia, I'm enjoying life, I'm, I'm fairly a successful man, nothing is wrong with me, I'm of course of the, do- of the line of who? Not Ham, not Japheth, but of Shem Baba, <laughs> my degree is also very good. Hmm? So why should I leave? <laughs> what, what about God appeared to me that caused me to take this drastic step is very important. So who appeared to Abraham? Just not God, it says the God of glory. So in order, in order to understand who appeared to Abraham, God of glory, so let us try to see where this word God of glory or the phrase God of glory appears in the Bible. Do turn to Psalms 29 verse 3. Psalm 29 verse 3. Somebody read it loudly. Psalm 29 verse 3. <clears throat> 29 verse 3. Yes, Psalm 29 and verse 3. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, the God of glory, what does he do? He thunders. How? Who appeared to Abraham? It was a thunder, Baba. It just rattled. You know what thunders do, right? And the voice of God over many waters, and this is, continue to read, sister. Also, the God of glory, yeah? Thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. This is what appeared to Abraham. This rattled him. Total, his categories were shaken completely at the foundations. <laughs> he looked at them and he said, Who is this Baba? I thought I was having my own God. Joshua chapter 24, please. Joshua chapter 24, verse 2. Joshua chapter 24 verse 2. Somebody can read that quickly. 
And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, as the father including Terah, and the father of Abraham, and the father of Naboth, they dwelt on the other side of the river doing what? Ah, they worshipped other gods they were enjoying. What were they worshipping? I mean, they were worshipping other gods like we all do. Our Christians also worship many gods. One of the most important god. Huh? Education. Baba, I didn't say it. Momo, I got it out of your mouth. Okay. okay. Vidya Vyasam. Vidya plus Abhyasam. That is our major god, Baba. We were serving. That is what, that is the God we worship. I was talking to uh, Eric the other day. He said, Pastor Vijay, North India, every corner and every gully you find a temple. Hyderabad, every corner, every gully you find Narana Coaching Center. <laughs> so we know we have gods we worship. Madam. <laughs> so, we have gods that we worship, you know. We, we have gods. So what are we doing? We were serving. We were prostrating before that god. So we, were, could, we could be serving money. Okay. So in other words, we were prostrating before money. We are saying, not Jesus, but Lakshmi. <laughs> He's our god. Prostrating before success. Abhivruddhi. Saubhagyam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is, those are the gods we used to worship. And what was Abraham doing? He was worshipping all those gods and he found that none of those gods could save the deepmost part, the deepmost problem in his heart, the problem of sin. And then God of who appeared? Glory. Okay. The glory appeared and he said, all my life is a what? A lie. I have no choice. But to leave. So how? So what happened? How did Abraham's journey begin? The God of glory appeared to him and immediately something happened. He left. What did he do? He left. Who? His land. That means his comfort zone. His people. His relationships. And went to the land that... Ah, the God showed him. That is important. He just didn't leave his land and his people and went to the land that he liked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? I liked Canada a lot. Even today I dream about it. Baba. Okay. The God of glory <laughs> appeared <laughs> and then posted me back to the, <laughs> to the land. You see, see for us, our land, that's what I'm saying. All of us, we leave but we go back to those places where we still feel comfortable in. And God says, I'm going to take you out of those comfort zones. And unless and until you leave completely, until Terah in your life dies, you will not hear from me again the next time. You see? So, how is the life of Abraham uh, made up of? It's made up of a step-by-step algorithm of separation. It's not. It didn't happen in a day. But it happened. And that is how it says Abraham believed in God and it was what? 
credited to him as righteousness and it will be credited to us also if we walk in the footsteps of our father Abraham and how did it, how how is his life characterized by a characterized by increased separation and therefore increased what hearing you understand that so what about lot's life you see Abraham's life was characterized by increased separation. Whereas Lot's life was characterized by increased assimilation. How did it start? Lot looked at what? Sodom and it looked like what? Like Eden. What did he see? Grass. What did he see? Grass. Gaddi. Okay, what did he see? Gaddi. That's exactly what two and a half tribes said. Oh, we don't want to go to the other side of Jordan. What is that? Jordan, Jordan full of, what is it full of? Land flowing with what? Milk and honey. But what we, we don't want land flowing with milk and honey. We want what? Grass. Huh, that's what we want. Okay, grass. Really? How can you stay here, Baba? How can you stay here? You go and fight. Okay, we'll do one thing. We will fight for your for our brothers. Let them find rest in the land of milk and honey. But we'll come back to grass. Where will you come back to? <laughs> huh? Grass. Kada? Boys? Grass. Hey, what John Richie? <laughs> we'll come back to grass. It's like, you know, one guy uh, who was uh, asked to write this essay about cow. Uh, sorry, he, I mean, he was preparing for the essay in his uh, Telugu exam or the English exam. And he learned about the cow. I have a cow, his name is Mao. Mao eats grass, it gives milk, it gives dung. Dung makes more grass, it eats more grass, gives me more milk and gives me more dung. <laughs> okay. So he finished this entire thing and he went to the exam and then in the exam, write about aeroplane. Aeroplane. So what does he write? I was flying in the aeroplane from the window of the aeroplane. I saw the cow, my mow. Mow eats grass. It gives me milk, milk. And it gives me dung. Dung gives me more grass. And uh, you see, <laughs> that's exactly what believers are. They only can think about grass. That is Mr. Lot. Grass man. So that's exactly how we are too. <laughs> See, but but you know what, Abraham is Lord, I will put my head down whichever place you show me. And you know what Abraham says, God says? North, south, east, west. All is yours. Hallelujah. What an awesome God is, sir. A man of life characterized by increased separation. And that is the theme. Of the church, right from the time that they gathered together for the apostles' doctrine, you know what, what you know what, what the essence of the teaching was. My dear brothers and sisters, save your selves from this unto a generation. What is this generation, Baba? Proverbs chapter thirty. Thirty. Proverbs chapter thirty. We looked at that last time, but we will look at it once again. Proverbs chapter thirty. <clears throat> Are you there? Verse 11, 12 and 13 and 14. There is, uh, there is a generation actually the word says. There is a, there is a generation. Ah, oh, they curse their father and their 
Wow. And the next one? They are pure in their own eyes, but yet not washed away from their from their filth. Then? Oh, how lofty are they. Proud people. And then? Uh, and the last one. Mm-hmm. Bah. Have you seen? Teeth like swords? I've seen teeth. Like, uh-huh. like knives. That is what this generation is. And you know what Paul is saying? Peter is saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Be separate. Oh, you generation of vipers who has want to flee, want you to flee from the rots to come bring forth what? Fruits worthy of what? Repentance. That's essentially the, the story of the Bible. That is essentially the teaching of the Bible. And one of the first thing God does when he creates, what does he do? Let there be light. And he said, wow, light, force of fantastic. He doesn't stop there. He separates light from darkness and God says it is good. And then evening and morning, first day. There is no sun for the sun to set. It is God's timing. I don't know. Mystery. Okay. That is how God does. You see. And right from the time he says separates light from darkness. And it says let the earth give up the land. And what appears? Dry land appears. What is that again? Separation. Right? And if you see the entire narrative of the Bible, be separate, 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 separate. So what is it? What is what do we teach in our church? Separate. Don't be like others. That's essentially what we teach. And how does a life of separation look like? It looks like a person who is here. I mean, the, the, the way I look at it is this. I'm able to hear the voice of God more and more clearly. The will of God is becoming more and more certain. The vision of my, of for God for my life is becoming more and more clearer and, and certain. I'm not like a person who's beating the air. There is an absolute focus in my life like Arjun. What do you see? Everybody said, I see the birds on the trees. What do you see? Oh, I see the trees. That's so beautiful. He says, none of you will be able to finish. You, None of you will be able to win this ray, win this, win this contest. Only Arjun, what do you see? I see the eye. That's it. That's all I see. That is the reason why we have what, what award in our country? Arjun award. Arjuna award. You see? But where are the Dronacharyas? See? So, the life of separation is key to hearing. You cannot obviously, no, unless and until separated from, from all the clatter and the glamour and the whatever of this world, how can you hear God? How can you, be, how are you able to distinguish the voice of God unless and until there's a separation which has happened inside, deep down inside where you are able to hear and discern. Every spirit, doesn't matter who's preaching from the pulpit or who's preaching in the internet, you're, you're, you're able to distinguish very clearly which is the authentic voice and which is not. You know why? Because your life and your aim is what? Separation. So in order to understand how do we accomplish separation. Kala? You want separate? How many of you want to be separate? The moment I look at so many of your haircuts, I know you need this message. Okay. (laughs) 
హెయిర్ కట్ డ్రెస్సింగ్ అన్ని వాట్ కట్ దిస్ కట్ బూట్ కట్ వాట్ ఇస్ దట్ కట్ బూట్ కట్ నో 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 దిస్ స్టైల్ కాల్ బూట్ కట్ ఓ యా హీస్ నో హీ నోస్ ఇట్ వెరీ వెల్ యా పీటర్ సార్ Okay, let's, let us look at how does this life of separation look like? What are the essentials of a separated life? How do we accomplish it? And that's found, of course, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7. Let's read that. Let's read Deuteronomy, chapter 7, from verse 1 onwards. All right? Let's read from verses 1 to 6. I'm going to read it in my Bible. uh so in my in, in nkjv and you can follow it in your bibles when the lord your god brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you the hittites the gergesites the amorites the canaanites and the perizzites and the hivites and the jebusites seven nations greater and mightier than you now by, by the way have all these people been cast out you yeah, obviously okay but but what should you not do look at what it says and when the lord your god delivers them over over to you you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them you shall make no covenant with them nor show them mercy nor sh- you shall you make marriages with them you shall not give your daughter to their son nor take their daughter for your son for they will turn the sons away from following me to serve other gods so the anger of the lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly but thus you shall deal with them you shall destroy their altars break down their sacred pillars cut down their wooden groves wooden images and burn their carved images with fire and verse 6 why for you are a holy people what is holy in mean separated people okay you are a holy people to the lord your god the lord your god has chosen you to be a people for himself a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth is this just new, new old testament language no 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 what does what what does first peter chapter 2 say you are a whole a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people a people who is set apart to to declare the excellencies of god who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light therefore my dear brothers and sisters abstain from as exa- pilgrims and exiles abstain from fleshly lusts that war against your soul same language so how do you achieve separation okay five steps any steps actually not five several <laughs> i am going to discuss six steps five plus one plus several okay let us see what what are the steps that you need to do or rather you need to take in order to uh, to essentially live a life of separation okay na okay ప్రత్యేకించబడిన జీవితాన్ని ప్రతిష్ఠించబడిన జీవితాన్ని మనం ఎలా జీవించగలము దానికి చేయాల్సిన పనులు ఏంటి ఓకే అది పాయింట్ ఇక్కడ ఫస్ట్ స్టెప్ యూ షాల్ కాంకర్ దెమ్ ఇట్ సైజ్ ఇన్ మై బైబల్ వాట్ ఇస్ ఎన్ఐవి కేజేబి సే యూ షాల్ స్మైట్ దెమ్ రైట్ ఫస్ట్ యా యూ షాల్ కిల్ దెమ్ ఫస్ట్ దెమ్ ఫస్ట్ ఫస్ట్ రైట్ డౌన్ ఇఫ్ యూ హ్యావ్ ఇన్ యువర్ నోట్స్ రైట్ డౌన్ కిల్ ఫస్ట్ ఏ కిల్ second utterly destroy okay first kill second utterly destroy or devote to destruction whichever uh, translation you have third make no covenant 
Okay? Make no covenant. Fourth, show no mercy. Fifth, make no marriage alliances. Okay. First, kill. <laughs> how does it start? Kill. So how does Christian life start? Kill. Bah. One fellow has to die, Baba. Yeah, I like what Pastor James says, no? The greatest enemy that was holding us captive was just not death. It was the what? The fear of death. And what did God do through Jesus Christ? He conquered death by defeating Satan. And that fear is gone. So for us as a Christian, where has our life begun? Begin. After death. Our life is AD. Not BC. It's not Anno Domini. It is after death. So we die. In Christ we are all dead. It starts from our life of baptism. Where in, in through baptism we are buried with him. And then when we come out of the waters of baptism, we are born again into to a newness of life in the spirit. So first, kill. So what should we kill? Is a question. So let us see. What should we kill? It says smite or kill. Uh, so you can turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8 verse uh, 11, 12, 13. Romans chapter 8 verse 11, 12, 13. What does killing mean? What does killing mean? <clears throat> so we, remember Sunday, Sunday sermon, okay? Just keep those things in mind, what the, the things that we have heard and we have learned. Okay, Romans chapter 8 verse 11, 12, 13. Yes, yes bro, somebody can read it quickly. 11, 12, 13? Okay, okay, fine. Uh, so 12, 12 and 13. 12, 12 or not. Okay. Therefore, brethren, ah, debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. Ah, you will die. Okay. So if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Answer. If, so how do I apply it to myself? Ah, if I live according to the flesh, I will die. Who is it? Believer or unbeliever? Bah. Everybody is laughing. <laughs> but you are not sure. <laughs> okay. If I live according to the flesh, I will die. Then how does this the next verse? But if you by the spirit put to death the deeds of the body, you will live for as many as are led by the spirit are the sons of God. Or let me put the whole thing in context if I there's a paraphrase version of mine if you are led by the spirit to put to death the deeds of the body then you are a so if you are killing what are you what are you son of god at the point akada so so first thing become what ah become sons not just not become children don't be children, become sons. Children are slaves. That's what it says in Galatians. A child, as long as is a small fellow, he is under tutors and uh, uh, Vijayita Kotas and Pastor Jameses. But a mature son, he knows what decisions to take. He is a hare. But uh, the child could be a hare, but he cannot inherit anything, but there is because there is no maturity inside of him. You are a son. But are you a son? Here's a question. How do you know that I am a mature believer or a son or a child? Yesterday we looked at it. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3. 
First Corinthians. If you are, if you have a KJV Bible, please read it. You have the most holy Bible for that. For this particular verse. <laughs> most holy because it is, because it's, it, it is in line with what I'm going to say. Okay. First, First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3. Yes, bro. For if ye are not at carnal, whereas, envying is there, and strife is there, and divisions are there, Ah, are you not carnal and walk as men? And then it says what? Okay, but the the previous verse, read verses one and two now. Ah, ah, you are not babes, and you are babes, and how are you behaving as babes? You are you are behaving like what? No, 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 you are behaving. Verse three, chapter three, verse three. You're behaving like what? No, 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 no. Men, ah. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? He calls you babe and he says you're behaving like mere men. What am I? A babe or a man? Point is this. Other translations uses of, I mean, just obviously puts it, puts it into italics. Because it's not there. But the rendering is this. Are you not behaving like what? Mere men. There are men and there are mere men. They are people. Not my people. They are babes. They are sons. If you are behaving like mere men. So what do mere men like? Milk. Spiritual milk. First Corinthians chapter 13. You know this verse very well, but just for our remembrance again. No? This is remember reminding class. <laughs> verse 11 please. 13, 11. Yes? Ah, when I was a small fellow, child, technon. Uh-huh. I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. So you taught as a child. So I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I, I, I reasoned like a child. Other translations will use. I was thinking like a child. I was reasoning like a child. I was speaking, speaking like a child. So it's exactly how many believers are in the spirit. When you, when you talk to them, in the spirit it's like baby talk. My goodness. And so many years in the church and it's still like baby talk only. Reason? Reasoning like also babies only. If I do this, I'll get chocolate. That is the kind of talk they have. And when you listen to them, babies. Mere men. You know what? Christianity is not mere men. We, don't, we are not ordinary people. Number chapter 23. He looked at this sometime later. Back. Numbers chapter 23. What an awesome verse it is, boss. Are you there? Numbers chapter 23, Babu. Sankhya Khandam Irove Mudathem. For those people who are Telugu lovers. 23 and verse... Uh, 23 and verse verse 9. Uh-huh. From the top of the hills, from the hills I behold him. They are people dwelling alone. They are not reckoned among the nations, Baba. You understand that, my dear brothers and sisters? 
We are not mere men. We are extraordinary in Christ. Especially young people. Extraordinary. And your look face looks so downcast. I mean, when I hear this, I get so fired, fired up. I said, I'm not ordinary. I'm not supposed to think like mere man. I should think like an extraordinary man. What does mere man think? What to eat? What to wear? With all your eating, you are going to die, Baba. For sure. How many of you are, you are thinking that by eating, you are going to live forever? If you eat a good meal, you are going to die. If you eat a good meal, if you have diabetes, you will die. Before your time. You see, that's the reason why, you know, what God, you know, Jesus says in John's Gospel chapter 6, He says, do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that what? Takes you to what? Eternal life. You see? What are we? What are we? Are we children? Or are we sons? And the Greek word, obviously, the word for a child is, uh, is technon, and the, and the, and for a son, or a mature son is huos or ruos. And you know what? Where else that word, particular word ruos is used? It's used for mature sons. For son of man, for son of God. Who is the son of God? Jesus. So, whom should we imitate? Galatians chapter, so Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. Ah, stand fast therefore in the liberty. You are, no, 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 this is Galatians Baba. I am telling you Ephesians 5 1. Be imitators of God. As dear children of God, you should be what? Like Jesus, like the Son of God. Not the Son of the Man. Same thing. So the word Son of Man, Son of God is used. Uh, the, 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 the mature word Son of Man is used. Behold, this is my beloved mature Son in whom I am well pleased. These are not babies who are fighting for stupid things. Another word, the first time the word son of man is used with, in conjunction with the word, Greek word ruos is used in Matthew chapter 8 verse 19 to 20. Matthew chapter 8 verses 19 to 20. Look at what it says. Fire of verse. What a verse. Matthew chapter 8 verses 19 to 20. Then a sudden, came and sudden Bible college graduate, huh, came from, to Jesus. Baba, he just finished from Fuller. Okay, graduated with a PhD in theology from Fuller University and said, what did he say? Teacher, I would follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests. Kya baat hai, son of man, the son of man, the mature son of man has got nowhere to lay his head. You know what he's actually saying? One man of God put it so beautifully. He said, you know what he's actually looking at this fellow? He's saying, you're a scribe, graduate from Bible college. With a PhD in theology. But let me tell you something. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the son of man has no place to lay his head. In other words, he's looking at this guy and saying, first of all, let me tell you, nothing is guaranteed in my life. I don't know where I'm going to be there, be, be tomorrow. Are you ready to come with me wherever I'm going? No questions asked. Today, today just in the morning, in the afternoon, somebody called me from Chennai. He said, Pastor, Pastor, do you know anybody who has studied theology? 
I said, uh, why? Because in Dubai, they are asking for pastors with theology certificate. Otherwise, they are closing down churches. If you know somebody who can immediately join into the pastorate with a theology degree, 40,000 rupees salary. Free food, accommodation. The pastor is coming on Sunday. is going to take him, take him along with you. I said, Chee! I didn't say that on the phone. So you are not looking for a pastor with a burden in his heart. No burden is required. A hireling. You know, in other words, another man of God put it so beautifully. He says, you know what he's actually looking at this fellow? He says, in your heart there are foxes, Baba. In your heart there are birds. What are foxes? Go and tell that who? Fox. In your heart there is Herod. In your heart there are birds of the air. What are birds of the air? Satan will come and take away the world. There is Satan in your heart. There are foxes in your heart. There is no place for the son of man. Wow, I, I hope when I heard that, I said, boy, what a revelation. No place for the son of man. Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests. So in other words, you are following God because you're going to get something out of him in this life. Forget it, man. You're not a son. Forget it. You can be whatever you are. You can call yourself by whatever name. If this is not your aim in life, forget it. Please forget it. Don't even call yourself a son of God. He's still a child for whatever it is worth. Song of Songs, chapter 2, verses 10 to 15. My oh, my beloved spoke. Who is that? Who say, who's saying that? The bride is saying, my beloved spoke. What did my beloved say, Baba? And said to me, my beloved, my beloved said to me, what did she say? What did he say? Huh? Rise up, my love. My rise up, my love. My fair one. My fair one. And come, what? Ah, <laughs> you don't stay there, Baba. Rise up and come away. Don't stay there with the crowd. Rise up and come away. Yes, move on. The winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers are appearing on the earth. The time of singing has come. So you know, you know what he's saying? Come on, come to my land. It's beautiful. Come away from that stupid place where you're living now. Come to my land. And then what happens? Why is she not able to come? Go on, go on, go on, go on. Yes. Yes. Rise up, my love, my fair one. But what happens? Oh my dove. Wow, that's a picture of who? The church. Okay, we move, move on. Yes. In the cleft of the rock. Oh, where are we hidden? He hides me now in the cleft of the rock. We sang that song, right? All my children know that song from GTLC. He hideth me now by the cleft of the rock. Where? From the shadows of the dry, thirsty land. Okay? And then go on. In the secret place of the cliff. In the secret place of the cliff. Let me see your face. Let me see your face. You know what God is saying? Baba, let me see your face. Baba, let me see your face. Come away. Let me see your face. Let me have a relationship with you. Let us have this intimacy. And then. Let me hear your voice. Let me hear your voice. And then what happens? And then go on. And then. 
Ah, catch for us the foxes. The little foxes that spoil the vineyard. Have you identified your foxes? At least. <laughs> Everybody knows their foxes. And they are embarrassed. How many of you are embarrassed about your fox? Here, you know, there should be at least, no? If you're at least, uh, if you are not aware, if you are aware, be embarrassed. If you are happy with your fox, Baba, I don't, nobody can, nobody can save you. No, 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 it is not gonna happen. Please don't be happy with your fox. Okay. First, how does Christian life start? Kill. So who, who is the only person who is able to kill? A son of God. So first, become a son therefore. <laughs> How do you know you have become a son? John's Gospel chapter 8, please. Verse 31, 32, 33. 31, 32, 33. Thank you very much for the... Ah, then said Jesus to the Jews who believed in his name. What did he say, Papa? If you continue in my word... Then you are my disciples indeed. Ah. And ye shall know the truth. And then what happens? Those fellows are offended. What do you mean free? Baba. <laughs> okay. What did they say? And they answered and said. Oh, we are Abraham's children. Really? If you are really Abraham's child, what, what, do we, what does they say? And move on, move on. Go. Ah, we were never in bondage to any man. And then go on. Jesus and said, Yes, he is a slave to sin. Okay. And then? Ah, a servant does not abide in the house for But who abides? And who is the son? A one who understands his sin and he is putting to death the deeds of the body by the spirit, being led by the spirit every time he listens to the word, he is being led by the spirit to put to death the deeds of the body so that he can become more and more free son of God. See, you need to, okay, I'll talk about this later on, maybe in a personal one-on-one class with the men. But let's talk about this. So first son, put to death. Second, utterly destroy. Okay? Second, what is the second step I said? First son, first step, kill. Second step, utterly destroy. What does utterly destroy mean? It has different translations. The word comes from the Hebrew word haram or haram or haram. Okay? Haram is what uh, they don't eat. Muslims don't eat. Okay? It's not, it's not kosher. Haram. What is haram? It's actually translated as accursed. And it has got two meanings. The same word has got two meanings. What, does the, what are those two meanings? Things in your life which have to be completely belong to God. That is haram. Things in your life which have to be completely destroyed because of your relationship with God. Both. Okay. Things in your life which are completely, which completely belong to God. For example, Tithes belong to God. So if you don't give your tithes to God, what does God say in Malachi? You are cursed with a curse. You are a robber. 
But you are cursed with a curse. Because you took something which belongs to God and used it upon yourself. You see? Something which belongs to God, which is totally devoted to God, you are using it for something. In other words, Jesus, should we pay taxes? Give me a coin. Whose image? Caesar's. Give to, give to God what belongs. No, who belongs to God? You and I belong to God. Don't you know that? First Corinthians chapter 6, please. <clears throat> Are you there? Verse chapter first Corinthians chapter six verses fifteen onwards, please. Mm-hmm. Shall your bodies are the are the members of Christ? Shall I therefore take the members of Christ and make it into members of a harlot? Answer: Never. Okay, and then yeah. What? Mm-hmm. And verse 19 now. Mm. You are not your own. And the next verse. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which is, which is God's. Who belongs to, you see, God has purchased you with his own blood, you know. Purchase ka matlab kya hai? I was taught, t- telling yesterday in the, in the Bible study. Purchase meaning what? He owns you. Because he purchased you. Second, he decides what to do with you. He owns you because he has purchased you. And he decides what to do with you because you are his. It's like this, no? Um, I, I know Justin used to tell me this. In, in, in any company, when they give you a job, they'll take a undertaking that you will not be found serving another company while you are being an employee in my own company. Even in railways, it's there. Why? If ever, by chance, we find out that you're also serving another company, you're working here in the morning and you're doing night shift in some other company, what are we going to do? We are going to kick you out. Because we bought you, you need to work for us. No, this is important. Now, if a company has got so many rights over you, who's just giving you a salary, how much more God, who purchased you with your with his own blood? It says, First Peter chapter one. It says, you were not redeemed by perishable things like gold and silver, but by the imperishable, the blood of Christ, the precious blood of Christ, the Lamb without blemish. You see, you need to know He owns you double. It's like this, no? Okay. I'll work. I got a company, I got a employment in GE, but I'll be faithful to Google. Nonsense. How can it be possible? Jesus bought me, but I will serve. Can you imagine? Will you give the salary to your next door neighbor? Servant? Oh, she's working so nice, but she's my name, maid, but she's working in another house. I will give her the salary. That's exactly many, many believers think. They're working for the devil and they need blessings from God. What hypocrisy. You belong to God. 
Tanishk. You belong to God. Don't take what is God's and give it to something else or someone else. Second thing, what is belonging to God, you give it to God. Second, what God wants to destroy everything in your life, destroy it completely. Relationships destroy. Colossians chapter three verses one, two, three, four, five. What's today? One, two. If you have NIV, you are blessed. That's the most holy translation for this verse. <laughs> you see, Colossians chapter three verses one, two, three, four, five. Because it uses two distinct words, heart and mind. Okay, that's the reason why I like that. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Yes, sister, you can read it. The, Ah, if you have been raised up with Christ, therefore you belong to whom, Baba? Keep seeking the things above. Ah, keep seeking the things above. Uh huh. Seated, right Seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above. Not on the things that share on earth. Not, 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 not. Yeah. For you have died. Ah. Your life is Christ, and therefore what should you do? Mm hmm. In glory, and therefore put to death. Wow! Consider the members of your earthly body. Who are these members? They belong to whom, Baba? God. As dead. And then? Immorality. Immorality. Impurity. Impurity. Passion. Passion. Evil desire. Evil desire. And, greed. and greed, which is? Which amounts to idolatry. Kya baat hai? Greed matlab kya hai? Idolatry. So, how many Christians who are greedy? <laughs> They're all Baba. Idolaters. Yes, sister. Read on. The wrath of God is coming. You can, disobedience. You can stop. You can stop there. You see that? You belong to God. And therefore, cut off everything. That's exactly what God told Achan. Achan, I mean, sorry, He told Israel. What Whatever I ask you to destroy, put to death. Whatever belongs to the temple, bring it to the temple. What belongs to the temple? All the ornaments, all the gold and all the silver and all the garments belong where? To the temple. So where should it get it? Into the temple. What did Achan do? He took what belongs to God and what, you know what God did? Destroyed. Get lost now. Out. What did God tell Abraham, uh, sorry, Saul? Kill everybody. Don't take anything and sacrifice it to God. You know what he did? He left Agag and the best of the flock and of the herds to sacrifice to God. God said, I don't need them. Put to death everything which I'm asking to put to death and devote everything that I'm asking to devote to God. So first, kill. Second, utterly destroy. Third, no covenant. <laughs> you know, the first time the word covenant is is mentioned in, is mentioned after they enter into the promised land, they make a covenant with whom? The Gibeonites. And what do the Gibeonites do? Oh, they look so ragged. They're just next door neighbors, Baba. They, they, those are the passions just next to you. They look so weak. <laughs> you know, they, some some fashions in their life, they look so weak. It's okay, right? they're just dormant. Nothing's gonna happen to it. Oh, they don't look, they don't look so deceptive. They're like nanna bache. They look so weak, they look so ragged. You know what? Everything in your life which deceives you, every fleshly thing that in your life which deceives you, put to death. 
Romans chapter 7. Verse 10 and 11. Mm, and the commandment which was that was uh, which promised life. Ah, okay, then why, 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 why? Since seizing opportunity by the commandment, what did it do? Deceived me, and by it killed me. Both bhari padega, Baba. Don't make covenant with those things in your life which are. Looking so dormant and satyarit, so sin taking occasion by the commandment deceives, and by it what it kills. And that's the reason why it says, you know what God said, tells uh, uh, tells Cain, 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 why are you downcast? If you do well, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do well, who's there? Who is lurking at the door? Sin is lurking at the door, but you should what master it. Its desire is to have you. But you don't, you're not even able to see it. Mm-hmm. What a God, no? God doesn't speak to Abel, but He speaks to Cain. Beautiful. What do we expect? Oh, God speaking to Abel. No, 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 God speaks to Cain. Whose, whose sacrifice was accepted, Baba? Therefore, naturally, we think that God should speak to. But what a loving God He is. He speaks to all Cain's here. Stone my covenant. So first, tell me what is it? Kill. Second, utterly destroy. Third, make no covenant. Then, fourth, show no mercy. Bah. <laughs> show no mercy. Ante Hindi, look at your body. Everybody look at your body. This fellow. I remember... I remember uh, Derek Prince used as a beautiful illustration. He was fasting. And the first day he started fasting, he thought it was only going to be a one-day fast. But that day his stomach troubled him like anything. Pangs, hunger, everything. So he wanted to break the fast. He was waiting for the fast to be over. He wanted to break the fast at the end of the day. Okay, He was waiting for the time to come and then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he said, okay, fine. Stomach. You troubled me so much, but I am going to teach you a lesson. I am going to fast another day. I will tell you who is the boss. And you know what stomach was doing? Crying, please, mercy, Derek, mercy. Did you understand what I am saying? Some of you will have opened the wardrobe and the dresses will speak. I'm not wearing them, but I just want to keep them. Poor dresses, they're shouting. Mercy. <laughs> Wardrobes are very dangerous, Baba. Wardrobes are dangerous. Because it says in Romans chapter 13, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and give no provision for the flesh. You know, we all have provisions. To feed our belly in our kitchen. And provisions called Hagar in our shelves. Oh, you don't have children? We have a provision. 
हेगर एंड शी इमीडिएटली कंसीव्स क्या मेरा क्या बाबा शोनो फर्स्ट करेंटियंस चैप्टर नाइन वर्सेस ट्वेंटी फोर टू ट्वेंटी सेवन एंड इफ यू हैव योर केजेवी दैट इज द मोस्ट होली ट्रांसलेशन रीड दैट इन केजेवी एंड गेट फायर्ड अप इन द नेम ऑफ जीसस ओके ओके व्हाट डज इट से बाबा रीड इट बाबा फर्स्ट करेंटियंस चैप्टर नाइन वर्सेस ट्वेंटी फोर टू ट्वेंटी सेवन नो य Only one receives the prize. Ah, run that you may obtain. Arey, Baba, run! Don't participate. There's no going to be participation certificates in heaven. Participation prize lega da? Mar kandar kicha sir. Consul. No consolation prize in heaven. The, I don't know. Lot of tears will be there. Those tears also Jesus will wipe off. No, no, don't worry. I don't know. Where that is only only consolation prize. He will come and wipe your tears and say that is all. Take that mat and sit at the rock at the corner. Let us let us let the rest of the sons enjoy. You sit there and see us enjoying. <laughs> Because those time those fellows were working and you were enjoying. Continue in heaven too. Okay, okay. Then read on. Read on. Yes. Bah! Are you striving for mastery? Ante yendi? Don't be satisfied with the second thing. You know, one of the very good testimonies that I received from my wife about me. You know what she says, Vijay? If you like something, you are good at it 150 percent. I said, I thank you for that testimony. <laughs> that is what I want to be. She's smiling. Mm, right? <laughs> right smile. <laughs> See, 150 percent. What I like. You know what? You have to strive for mastery. Ma- you are studying some of your subject, and you are not striving for mastery. What are you doing, Baba? What are you doing? You are wasting money, time, other people's energy, and you are relaxing. Your name is Relax Singh. Mama, parents are laughing. Okay, uh, read on. Okay, <laughs> whoever is the Gumbada guy, Donga will do this. Okay, <laughs> okay, read on, read on, read on, read on. Yeah, read on. Strive for the mastery. Is temperate in all things, meaning what? He doesn't overindulge in anything. Temperate in all things, and the only person I've seen in my life of few people, but one person who's temperate in all things is Pastor James. Wow. Temperate, बोले तो पास्टर। I have to learn that temperation. Time under time, exercise under exercise. One clockwork he is. Okay, temperate in all things. Yeah, move on. ने आहाँ, but we for an imperishable crown, yes. I therefore so run so that I may. आहाँ, हम्म one beating the air by keep under my body and beat it and pummel it to subjection lest having preached to others i myself will become what a castaway tom hanks no i don't want to be don't show any mercy that's the reason why if your eye causes to sit what should you do Pluck it out! Don't show mercy to your eye, your poor eye. 
In other words, if your computer is causing to you, break the computer. Don't show mercy. Throw that, uh, throw that, throw that whatever. Uh, you, you have to come to Pastor James, you know, he has got one electronic shop on in his, in his, uh, you know, he's got computers, uh, bags, uh, cell phones, and he says, send your washing machine also and microwave also. Whatever is causing you to send, because everybody is dropping whatever the causing, is causing them to send in Pastor James's home. <laughs> Be like that! Office! Show no? So first, let us review. First, Kill. Second, utterly destroy. Third, no covenant. Fourth, show no. Fifth, finally. No. Kya baat hai? Marriage alliance. Ultimately, we will come to that baba. Marriage alliance baba. Let us read that, okay? Very carefully. Why should we not marry? Okay? Let us go back to Deuteronomy chapter 7 and, and the reason is given very, very clearly, okay? Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 3. Verse 3, yes. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> Peter read it, bro. Peter read it, yeah. Peter read it, yes, read it, Peter. Neither shall thou make marriages with them. You shall not give your son to their daughter. That means don't give your son to their daughter. You know, it's not, it doesn't say take your daughter for your son. It doesn't, isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? Give your... Ante nuvu vaadiki ni kumarudu niccha vante nu marchipochu vanni. He is gone. Ah, read it, read it now. Don't give your son. And that's it. Don't take their daughters for your son. Or rather, don't take your, the, your, your daughters for their son. Yeah, read on. Yes. Oh! It never says the sons will turn their hearts, but it always says the daughters will turn the sons away. Isn't that interesting? Ladies. It never says the sons will turn the daughter's heart. But it definitely says daughters will turn the hearts of the sons. Is that biblical? 1 Kings chapter 11. Verses 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Abba, King Solomon loved whatever that love is, Baba. That's exactly, this is this, this thing about love, no? The stupidest things that men and women can do when they are children. Oh, Rachel, Jacob was in love with Rachel and those for seven years he served Laban and it seemed like a few. What have you, what have you done to your life for seven years? Nothing! And whom are you loving? For that person who has not left her gods, but has brought her gods into your house. Who turned whose heart, Baba? Loved many women. My goodness, there's a heartache for certain, some parents. When they see children making stupid decisions. What kind of a wife should you be there for? Proverbs chapter, sorry, Psalms chapter 45 verses 9 to 10. You can go and read. It says King's hearts, Solomon's heart was turned away from worshipping the Lord by his loving woman. <laughs> Whatever that is. Huh? Proverbs, Psalms chapter 45 verses 9 and 10. Psalms 45 verses 9 and 10. Please read it bro. Uh, I don't like KJV. Somebody can read it in some other translation. Yeah. 
king's daughters are among your noble ladies. Ah, okay. Listen, O daughter. Give attention and incline your ear, O daughters of Zion. Please, who are here? The daughters of Zion. Give attention and incline your ear. Yes. Forget your people. Your father's house. Ah, forget your Mike, your forget even your father-in-law and mother-in-law also. Who is your who are your people, Baba? Who are your people? The church of God is your people. Not your father-in-law, not your mother-in-law, not your father, not your mother. That is the reason why it says the saints in the land ask for the saints in the land. They are the excellent ones in whom is all my Oh, is in all, is in whom is all my delight. That's exactly the reason why the love, the love of Ruth, your God, my God, your people, my people, where you go, I go, where you die, I die, where you bury, I will bury. That is the daughter you need to marry. You can, you cannot find out those daughters, okay? Dr. Richard, very, very rare. <laughs> he is looking at me like that. <laughs> where will I find such a woman? <laughs> <laughs> but you'll find. Because you know, if you don't search. What did I say? Yeah. Let God search for you. And you'll be sleeping like Boaz and she will come and fall at your feet. Wow. Amazing. Men, believe that. Believe that. Women, be like Ruth. And God will give you a Boaz. You will no longer be a widow. You will be a mistress of a master. And you will have an incredible heritage. So, first thing. Kill. Second. Utterly destroyed. Third. Don't. Don't make covenant. Show no mercy. Don't marriage. That's the reason why it says for Second Corinthians chapter 6, you are the temple of the living God. Can, what fellowship has light with darkness? What Christ with Belial? Etc, etc, etc. Come out from among them and be separate. So that is what you need to do. You not only need to do these five things, you need to do the sixth thing. This is five plus one. What is the fifth one? You should destroy the carved images, the grave. This is what you need to do do to the people, but you also need to do something to their gods. You know what you need to do to their gods? You need to destroy the gods. What are the gods? These are the gods which are empowering the people. These are the ideas which are empowering all these fleshly lusts. And those ideas... Those fleshly lusts are based upon the idea. That is the reason why it says, the spirit expressly says that in the last days some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing what? Spirits and doctrines of demons. So what you need to destroy is the doctrine of demons. Destroy the doctrine of demons. How do you destroy the doctrine of demons? Turn to Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 to 6. We know this verse very well. Second Corinthians chapter... You know this very well, no? Read it, but for the nth time. Yeah, yeah. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. To the pulling down of strongholds, etc., etc., etc. And then you look at me and say, Vijay, I don't have strength. 
to do all this. Don't worry, there's a promise. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 7 now. Verses 17 to 19. 17, sorry, 17 onwards. Yes, Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 17. Look at what it says. Ah, and if you say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? You know what it says? You shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember what the Lord your God did to you. And then it was verse uh, uh, 22, actually, uh, verse 20 onwards. Moreover, the Lord your God will send hornets among them. Verse 21, you shall not be in dread of them. Verse 22, the Lord your God will clear away these nations before you. How? Little by little, but it is going to be a progress. It's going to be a progress, but you should be. That little by little should happen. How should it happen? Little by little. Little ante no one inch aadu kada. Little ante. Don't be satisfied with one inches. But you can start with inches, but go to meters. And go to kilometers later on. Little by little. He will do it. But you need to cooperate with God. Deuteronomy chapter 9. Verses 9 to 4. Oh, sorry, verses 1 to 4. And I love this. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 1 to 4. And we will finish. Oh, hear, O oh people of Israel. You are to cross over Jordan today. Oh, they are greater and mightier than you. They are strong. You think the fleshly desires are weak? No, no, no. They are strong. But go, go on. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Who can stand before the sons of Enoch? Amma, answer. Rhetorical question. No one. Okay, but. No, therefore today. Ah. What will he do? As a consuming fire. Is the Lord your God. He will destroy, he will subdue. But what do you should do? But you shall, he said, he shall do this, but you shall also. There's a cooperation between God and you. Work out your salvation with fear. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you to will and to obey and to do his good pleasure. Be in partnership with God and you will overcome. And be separate. And once you're separate, you'll be able to hear more clearly. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you, Father, for this time that you have given to us as your children. Pray, Father, that, Lord, we will apply the word that you have spoken to our hearts and we will continue to walk in your ways. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.